time. It's time to hit the ice, Penguin fans. Chris Mack has you covered with all the news and notes surrounding, surrounding your Penguin. Only on 5th Avenue Faceoff. And welcome back into another episode of 5th Avenue Faceoff. Hi there. I'm your friendly hockey host, Chris Mack, from the Fan Morning Show on Sports Radio 93.7 The Fan in Pittsburgh. If you're watching this on YouTube, you saw me just wave hello, right? Yeah, well, hey, click on subscribe. You'll get all of the latest video content from 93.7 The Fan. And, of course, that includes the latest episodes of Fifth Avenue Faceoff as soon as they are available a couple times a week. And we are down to the last couple weeks of the regular season. Hopefully just the last couple weeks of the regular season. And we'll get to continue to use that word as a caveat. Hopefully not the last couple weeks of the season in totality. We'll get to that in just a couple of minutes. Of course, you know, subscribe to the podcast however you get it. Uh, Whether it's Spotify, whether it's Google Play, whether it's iTunes. My recommendation would be on your Odyssey app. A-U-D-A-C-Y. Download it if you haven't yet. And then just click uh, follow up there in the upper right-hand corner. And the newest episodes will show up right there in your Odyssey app as soon as they are ready. Right next to all of your other favorite podcasts uh, from BetQL. I've heard there's a wonderful weekly show called BetQLU where some gentleman named Chris Mack alongside a couple of other folks, RJ Choppy and Kayla Canarev, talks about college sports. I've heard he's stunningly handsome. Uh, I've just heard that. Just heard it. Subscribe to the show and find out for yourself. Could be uh, more entertainment-wise. Could be sports. Could be whatever you want to listen to. All your podcasts there inside your Odyssey app. And, of course, wherever you get it, leave ratings, leave reviews. We appreciate it, as always, the positive feedback. Consistently inconsistent. Again, if you're watching this on YouTube, you see those words underneath my face. Because that's what your Pittsburgh Penguins are. And as we've talked about throughout the year, And we'll get to Eric Tangrady in a couple of minutes if he can make it. He's got a multitude of different things going on on his home front. So if we can check in with him, we'll check in with him. If we can't, don't worry. we still got plenty to talk about from this weekend. But chief amongst what we got out of this weekend, consistently inconsistent. You've heard that phrase before. And as far as the 2022-23 Pittsburgh Penguins go, it can't be disputed. It can't. Here they sit, 86 points in the standings. Just one point ahead of the Florida Panthers for the final playoff spot. Just one point behind the New York Islanders with a game in hand for the first wild card, which would get them out of a first round trip to Boston to face the Bruins. Before we get into those final four or five games and a possible trip to Boston or wherever it may be for the first round, because I've got some math cooked up to explain to you why this thing, I think... It's going to go right down to the wire, but that's coming up in a couple of minutes. Let's look back at the track record of what we've gotten from this team. You know, the last seven games now have literally gone win-loss, 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 win. And you can go back to the beginning of the season to find the streakiness of this team. First five games, not a regulation loss amongst them. They were 4-0-1. The next seven games... Not a victory amongst them. So 4-0-1, right? Then they go 0-6-1. And the next nine games, seven wins, 7-2-2. The next nine games after that, another positive chunk. I mean, you could add these up and say there were 15-3-2. Fine, 
go that for 15 wins out of 20 if you want, including a seven-game winning streak. And then some tumbles started to get thrown into the mix. An 0-4 and 2 stretch. And they bounced back, winning 8 out of 15 at one point and getting points in 11 of those games. But then they had another four-game losing streak. And then they won 7 out of 9. Points in eight of those games, seven, one, and one, including a four-game winning streak. And then they lost four in a row, including losses at home to both Montreal and Ottawa. See the streakiness that we're building up here? Here's the problem. As we get closer and closer to the end of the season, the streaks have gotten shorter and shorter and shorter. You heard me mention earlier, there was that 15-3-2 run where they won 15 out of 20 games at one point. I want to say it was oh, it was right around late, late November, the bulk of December. 15, 3, and 2. They got points in 17 out of 20 games, including a seven-game winning streak. And then they lost six in a row. It's as streaky as you can get. But those streaks have gotten more and more condensed, right? The back-and-forth nature of this team, and I've mentioned it before, you know, uh, you don't know what you're going to get on any given night anymore, let alone, uh, you can say any given period, right? We're now down to just about any given shift. You could see it this weekend. You could see it. You could see it Saturday against Boston in a game where, okay, let's be honest, the Bruins, um, no Patrice Bergeron, Linus Olmark not in goal. Uh, they went with Jeremy Swayman. But you could see that the Pens we're hanging in there with them, right? Hanging in there with them, doing their best to hang in there with the best team in the league. But every once in a while, you'd still glance up and you'd see maybe a, a Geno Malkin shift without quite the gusto that you'd want him to have. And then you see Geno with his hair on fire Sunday against the Flyers. I mean, it's personified even in their stars now in some cases. Sidney Crosby, two goals in the last 12 games. Now, we can and we will talk later about whether we think that's just him sort of throttling down before the stretch run, you know, heating up before the playoffs, uh, or, or is that a 35-year-old perhaps hitting the wall in, in just the second season where he's played every single regular season game to this point? Um, but what you get is a shortened amount of time between the consistent inconsistencies. Now it's not a month worth of quality play. It's not even two weeks worth of quality play. It's not even a, a couple of games. It's not even a single game. It's not even a single period. We are now down to the point where literally, and I think I saw Dan Kingersky write this for Pittsburgh hockey now over the weekend. It may, he may have just tweeted it. He may have written it in an article. It is literally shift to shift. This team is shift to shift. You don't know what you're going to get. A win at Colorado. Oh my God, seriously? These guys may be legit. A loss at Dallas. Okay, Dallas is decent. A win against Washington, uh, during which they had a shutout in, in their back pocket, and then Casey DeSmith flops all over the place in the third period. A loss at Detroit, where once again, Casey DeSmith plays well for two periods. And then gives up a pair of softies to David Perron in the third period. A win against Nashville, where, I'll be honest, it was downright boring hockey for a while. That's what they need to play, though, if they're going to win in the playoffs. 
it's funny. I think I told this story in one of last week's episodes, Friday's episode, when we had Ray Ferraro on. But I'll tell it again real briefly. We went as a family of four to the game. And some good friends of ours, they came as well with their daughters, who are a little bit older than our kids. They're teenagers. Um, and they both turned and looked at me at one point and said, Chris, this is well into the second period. Chris, is this supposed to be 0-0 zero, zero still? And I said, in the case of the way they're playing tonight, yes. And to be honest, this is the way they're supposed to play if they're going to win in the playoffs. Uh, that Nashville game, good old-fashioned, boring, responsible, playoff-style hockey. And then they, they, they played well at times against Boston, but still not good enough. There's just too wide a golf in talent. And that golf in talent was shown in the opposite direction in the win over Philly. They hold off the Flyers' late charge. Casey DeSmith makes some big saves again. And that's the, uh, another part that we can maybe get into greater detail in in a couple minutes is now what between the pipes? But... From a five-game point streak to start the season to a seven-game losing streak to winning 15 out of 20 to losing six in a row to points in 11 out of 15 to losing four in a row, points in eight out of nine, and then losing four in a row, and then quite literally win-loss, 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 win. That's what they are. And I got bad news. We'll get into this in a couple of minutes when we try to do some math about just when and how this thing may get decided. There's a hint that's probably coming down to the last day. But there's probably an L coming up Tuesday night in Newark. Back, forth, back, forth, back, forth. Going to need a neck brace by the end of the season, the way things are going. Consistently inconsistent is the story of the 2022-2023 Pittsburgh Penguins. Uh, we'll ask Eric Tangrady what he thinks about it. Uh, we'll try to get him on the horn here in just a second. Again, a lot going on in everybody's world these days. Kids with work a million different things. Uh, we'll get into those two games from over the weekend. The loss to Boston, and what I didn't think was necessarily a poorly played game by the Penguins, and the win over the Flyers, which started to become poorly played down the stretch. And then before we wrap things up today, we do a little math to try and get an idea of when this whole thing will be wrapped up. Again, I don't think it's going to be by the end of the week. Sorry. Uh, I Unless things go nuts, I don't think that's the case. But that's all on the way. Chris Mack with you here on Fifth Avenue Faceoff.